from the Brainswell Media Studios, welcome to Ad Sales Nation with your host, Ryan Dorn. Each month, Ryan digs deep on the issues and challenges facing media salespeople like you every day. Ryan is a 28-year media veteran, an Emmy winner, a sales coach, and he still sells media every day just like you. Now, your host, your coach, your fellow media sales warrior, Ryan Dorn. Hello friends, Ryan Dorn here and welcome to the Ad Sales Nation podcast for the month of December 2017, the end of the year. Holy cow, this year has gone by really, really fast. A lot of changes in uh, my life, like this Ad Sales Nation podcast, decided to start just the podcast for all of my friends and family in the ad sales business. If you came over here by accident and you're looking for the Sales Training World podcast, you can find that. Just search for it on iTunes, Sales Training World. This is just for ad sales people only, those of us in the media sales business. So what makes me different? What makes this podcast different? I actually sell media. I sell media every day. Sponsorships, advertising, print, webinars, digital, you name it. So that's where we're going to focus in on our topic today. Our topic is going to be turning I have no budget (laughs) into a closed deal. How many times have you heard that? In the last 30 days. So turning I have no budget into a closed deal. And then, of course, we're going to get to your listener questions. Uh, Send those questions to me. I want to feature you here on the podcast. We'll send you an Ad Sales Nation t-shirt for sending that question in. You can send those questions really easy. Send them to ryan at ryandorn.com. Just ryan at ryandorn.com. D-O-H-R-N. Well, I tell you, I wouldn't be much of a sales coach in the advertising business if I didn't have some sponsors. (laughs) Of the program, right? So a big shout out to our friends at Bluto, the official digital publication of Ad Sales Nation, the podcast. And of course, all of us over to 360 Ad Sales, not your typical PDF flipbook. Check them out, bluetoadpublishing.com. Also, new sponsor to the program, January Spring. If you're looking to sell SEO, programmatic, social media management, etc., to your advertisers, let January Spring do the heavy lifting. Awesome agency out of Denver. JanuarySpring.com. JanuarySpring.com. Also, a big ad sales nation thank you to MetroPublisher.com, the content management system of choice by my company, as well as uh, well over 300 different media companies looking to rebuild your website, save money through the design phase, and each and every month, building revenue centric websites for media companies, large and small, around the world. MetroPublisher.com. And of course, last but not least, the official CRM tool of Brainswell Media and the Ad Sales Nation podcast, the magazine manager and the newspaper manager, the CRM most used by media companies all across the country, complete end to end from selling to production to billing. Check them out online, magazine manager and the newspaper manager. Like I said, it wouldn't be much of a sales coach if I didn't sell some advertising on the podcast, right? So <laughs> thanks for letting me get that out there. And uh, thanks for supporting those folks that support me. And I appreciate it very, very much. We'll revisit the sponsors uh, towards the middle and end of the program in case you missed that. All right, so let's get to our topic, and then we're going to get to our uh, to our questions of the day, our listener questions that were sent into Ryan at RyanDorn.com. Let's talk about this topic. I have no budget, or my budget is allocated for the year. It's probably the most common objection I hear I would say, if not every day, pretty much um, in the media sales business, whether you are in radio, TV, newspaper, whatever. So unlike the vast majority of ad sales coaches out there, because I actually sell media every day, what I share with you is what I do. If you don't hear this objection at least three times every day, I swear, 
You're either not making enough calls or you're not in the media business. So those of us who sell advertising every day get so used to hearing this phrase. It's, I guess it's, I guess it's almost laughable. Um, you see advertisers running ads elsewhere. They claim that they're broke. Um, you see them driving up to work in their BMW or Maserati, and they say their budget's allocated for the year, probably on that car lease. So how do we turn this standard objection into a meeting and then eventually into a closed deal? Truly, the answer lies, in my opinion, in your ability to quickly reply and change the direction of the conversation. So what I want to share with you are my most common strategies. I'm going to read them to you and kind of give them to you like a script so that you can write them down. If you really would like this script, you can find it online. Um, go over to 360adsales.com and click on the blog link and you'll see it there. Um, you'll also see this um, in the Niche Media HQ e-newsletter that just got sent out. You can also find the link at adsalesnation.com as well. All right, so let's run through some scenarios. I wish I had somebody here in the studio with me to help me just play the role of the advertiser when I could give them dirty looks. So, all right, so strategy number one, um, this strategy I most often use when an advertiser you're calling on has a competitor that's already advertising with you. So let me make sure that this, this scenario makes sense. No budget. Um, the, this strategy is used most often when the advertiser you're calling on has a competitor that's already advertising with you. All right, so the advertiser says, I have no budget. My response, I truly feel that your absence from our media creates a huge opportunity for your competition. Are you familiar with so-and-so? Name the competitor. The advertiser then says, yes. And you say, not advertising with us is allowing your competitor to have 100% share of voice in our media, publication, or whatever. Competitor X has a dominant presence in our media. I've got an affordable and unique way to give competitor X a run for their money. Could I have 15, 20 minutes to share this idea with you? Now, this could work in terms of uh, email. It could work uh, when you're cold calling somebody, when you're meeting somebody at uh, a chamber event or something like that, or meeting them at a trade show. Now, salespeople often ask me if this approach is quote-unquote ethical. The answer is absolutely. It's 100% ethical as long as you never mention the future spending plans or ideas of a competitor. So what competitor X has done in the past is a matter of public record. So it's important to note the dead ending to the sentence above. And for me, that creates a beautiful, awkward silence. So the ending of that sentence is, again, competitor X has a dominant presence in our media. If I have an affordable and unique way to give competitor X a run for their money, would you be interested in that? And that's something I like to leave that kind of dead, kind of hanging right there in the air. And I think that's a great way to end objection handling because you want the ball to be put back in the court of the advertiser you're dealing with. So that's kind of strategy number one. All right, so strategy number two, let's just say that an advertiser says, my budget is allocated for the year. So my response is, just to be clear, when you say your budget, you mean your marketing budget. And they'll, they'll probably say, yeah. Okay, great. I'm thrilled to hear that you believe in marketing or that you believe in advertising. What if the ideas I'm willing to share with you could offer you a potentially greater return on your investment than what you're doing now. Maybe save you some money, maybe expand you some reach. Is that something that you'd like to hear about? Now, the advertiser might say back yes, they might say back no, or they might say back, I'm under contract with somebody else. So my response, I understand. 
I would like to share my ideas with you. If you find value in them, we can explore the contract issue later. Or if they say yes, then I explained. If they say no, then my response is, if you don't mind, tell me why. Tell me if I, why you don't want to hear about this idea, if I could save you money or if I could help you. And I think at that point, you've lost the conversation anyway. So by suggesting that, I think that could potentially, potentially work. All right, so let me give you that scenario one more time. The advertiser says, my budget is allocated for the year. My response, just to be clear, when you say your budget, you mean your marketing budget. The advertiser says, yes. You say, I'm thrilled to hear that you believe in advertising. What if the ideas I'm willing to share with you could offer you a potentially greater return on your investment, maybe save you money? The advertiser then is going to say one of three things. Number one, I'm under contract. If they say I'm under contract, you, you respond with this. I understand. I'd like to share my ideas with you. And if you find value in them, then we can explore that contract issue together. If they say yes, then you share your ideas. If they are set a meeting, if they say no, then I would simply ask, tell, if you don't mind, tell me why. I'm offering you an opportunity to save some money, expand your reach. Tell me why it wouldn't be of interest to you and be really humble in what you're saying. Now, notice again, everything that I say has kind of got a dead ending to it. Tell me why. Tell me why this wouldn't be of value to you. And I want to be real humble with it. I believe this creates a really beautiful sort of awkward silence that most salespeople really don't, don't embrace. And I think that's important. Also, in today's competitive media environment, it's super uncommon for media companies to hold an unhappy advertiser to a contract. Because usually when you short rate somebody, you'll never get them again. So I don't want you to get in the middle of some legal issue with a contract or something, but I'm not afraid to talk about it. All right, so that's the second strategy. Let's talk about strategy number three. Strategy number three is most often used, I would say, when I see a potential advertiser running with another media company, not with me, running with another media company. Then the advertiser says to me, when I call on them, they say, my budget is allocated for the year. So my response, now remember, you got to be kind of humble with this now. Don't be, don't be arrogant. I simply say, I see your advertising with another media company. Maybe name the company. I see your advertising with the Times Group, okay? How is that working for you? The advertiser, of course, is going to respond with, great. They're never going to admit if it's not working. Great. So then my response, similar to the second response I told you earlier, I'm thrilled to hear that you believe in advertising and that you're having some great results. We have a very similar, some ways better audience than that media company. And we can deliver your, deliver your message at a lower CPM, at a higher frequency, or whatever you can do better than that company. Maybe your audience is better. Maybe your timing is better. Whatever the circumstance is. So I'd love to share a few ideas with you. Would you be interested in that? And then that just kind of, again, I leave it clearly just as an open-ended sentence. Is that something that you would be interested in? Now, I don't find these ideas to be overly salesy, Okay. Um, but you do clearly need to know what it is that you do better than your competitor. So I think that's really important to understand the competition. It's hard to beat the enemy you're fighting if you don't know anything about the enemy. So, you know, that's an important piece. So again, the advertiser says, my budget is allocated for the year. I say, I see your advertising with media company, whatever. How's that working for you? The advertiser, of course, is always going to say, Great. You say, I'm thrilled to hear that you believe in advertising and that you're having great results. 
we've got a similar and in some ways better product. Our audience has got a, a few things that are similar, but we do this better, we do that better, and we can probably deliver your message at a lower CPM, a higher frequency, or whatever it is that you do better. So I'd love to share a couple ideas with you. Would you be interested in that? And then I'd leave it kind of hanging, hanging right there. Again, creating silence often allows the advertiser to lead the conversation forward. Keep in mind, a lot of media reps, when someone says, my budget is allocated for the year, their go-to response is, oh, okay, well, I understand. When should I call you back? When do you do your media planning? And that, my friends, is terrible. That's just giving up. Don't give up. You've not lost this battle. Advertisers that say to us their budget is allocated or they have no money, that's their go-to stop. Because most media reps are like, oh, okay, come on now. You can be better than that. We're better than that. All right, take a deep breath and try some of these strategies. All right, how about, I got a, I got a fourth one for you that I think you might like. So the advertiser says, I have no budget. My response, I have three companies just like you advertising with us. They're seeing some great results. And the advertiser might say, I truly have no budget. So then my response is marketing a part of the company's strategy at all? Or when you say that you have no money, they're, they're not giving you a dime to do anything. The advertiser might say something like, well, I mean, we do want to do marketing, but the boss wants me to find things to do that are free. Listen to carefully to that. Here's my response really humbly. Wow, that makes your job really, really hard. I can totally feel for you on that. I'd love to share some ideas with you and marry them to some type of of return on investment model or worksheet. Of course, I can't promise you results, but based on the other companies like yours that are thrilled with us, I think I can help you create an affordable marketing plan that your boss will approve. And I try to take a real humble approach to it. So again, this is idea number four. An advertiser says, I have no budget. Email, voicemail, whatever. My response, I have three companies just like you that are advertising with us. They're seeing some great results. And I leave it, I stop. Advertiser is probably going to respond with, like I said, I really have no money. My money is committed for the year. And so what I might say is, well, well, tell me about your marketing strategy if you don't mind, because I really believe that I can help you. Listen, my boss wants me to find things that are free. I have no money. So my response, very humbly, wow. Okay, that makes your job really, really tough. I'd love to share some ideas with you and marry to them some, to some type of return on investment model. I mean, I can't promise you results. Obviously, no one can do that. But based on other companies like yours that are thrilled with us, I think I can help you create an affordable marketing plan that your boss will approve. Now, all of these ideas that I'm presenting to you, I, I you know, they're scripted out. They're things that I do on a regular basis. So again, if you go and read the blog at 360adsales.com, 360adsales.com, um, you can see this completely written out. Print it out. Use it um, to your advantage. But what I don't want you to do is just, you know, give up. Now, again, it's important to understand from a training technique, it's important to note the dead ending to the sentences. I stop. I don't continue on. Now, because you've listened to my podcast, heard me speak at conferences and stuff, you know that I have no problem speaking and talking nonstop. That's what I do. But when I'm talking with a client... I bring the sentences to a dead end. So why have I mentioned this so often? The reason is that most salespeople do not use awkward silence to their advantage. 
You need to stop talking. You need to leave pauses. You need people to be able to comprehend what you're saying. And silence is something that most people don't honor. Your advertiser will actually lead you, okay, to the next place that they want to go. The bigger thing, though, is is really understanding, hey, I really don't want to give up. And a lot of you, when you get that objection, I have no budget, you just give up. And for me, that's not where you want to go. Have a game plan. Have some arrows that you're ready to pull back and shoot towards a target of success. You want to get through that. Now, I'm not here telling you that you're always going to get people on the phone. I'm telling you that these are the type of things I might use in an email. I might leave in a voicemail. If I do get somebody at a trade show or something like that, these might be some strategies that I might deploy as well. So you should always, as a salesperson, be looking for ways to expand your arsenal, if you will. You always are looking for new tools to add into your tool shed as you look to grow and and really build your business. So I think that's really, really some important stuff to think about. All right, so uh, let's get to our listener questions. I really appreciate you sending these in. But before we get to your listener questions, real quick shout out to those folks I mentioned earlier, those sponsors of the podcast. Hope you appreciate the fact that they're supporting this program, keeping it uh, free of charge to you as you download and try to learn each and every month. BlueToadPublishing.com, not your ordinary flip book type of company. If you've got PDFs you're putting out digitally online, check out BlueToadPublishing.com. They're going to give you a new way of delivering your digital content to your readers. Don't forget about our friends over at MetroPublisher.com. That's the content management system of choice, the official one here for Brainswell Media and the Ad Sales Nation podcast. They're going to save you money from design all the way through your monthly cost. It's a content management system specifically built for media companies. So don't spend a bunch of money on WordPress and things like that. Check out our friends over at MetroPublisher.com. Big shout out thanks to our newest sponsor, January Spring. They're a local digital social management company. They'll offer SEO, programmatic, social media management, all that to your advertisers in a white label, a private label environment. So you sell it. They're going to do the heavy lifting and fulfillment. You make the money from it. So I talked to Shannon and Charity over at JanuarySpring.com. Of course, the official, last but not least, the official CRM tool of the Ad Sales Nation podcast is the magazine manager and the newspaper manager. They are super sophisticated all the way from selling to production to billing, the entire process for magazine and newspaper publishers. Learn more online at magazinemanager.com or the newspapermanager.com. Like I always say, I guess I wouldn't be much of a sales coach if I didn't sell some sponsors here of the podcast. So thanks for letting me share those fine folks with you. Check them out. Please support those people that support me and support our industry. All right, my favorite part of the program, and that is listener questions. Send your questions to ryan at ryandorn.com. Ryan at ryandorn.com. D-O-H-R-N is how my last name is spelled. All right, uh, let's get to our questions here. First question uh, coming from Julie in Michigan. Hi, Julie. Thanks uh, for your question. Uh, The question is, does cold calling work anymore? Julie's question, does cold calling work anymore? Um, Julie, it's a great question, and I would have to say the answer is yes and no. (laughs) Um, I think that it is a scenario in most circumstances where, where, quite honestly, the answer is no. However, There is a lot of facts and figures that show um, very candidly and statistically that if you do have a pattern to your prospecting, 
using voicemails and emails as a tool, you'll see a greater percentage chance of actually getting a meeting with someone. So I like to call that polite persistence. So would I say that cold calling on its own is a waste of time? I would say yes. If it's not married with a very good quality prospecting program or a prospecting pattern. Now, many of you have heard me over the years teach of my big 50 process or my top 20 process. I detailed the big 50 process in my book, Selling Backwards. The top 20 process is very similar. So Julie, what I would consider instead of just cold calling is I would consider building a list of 20 advertisers that I want to get business from. Then what I will do, because there's five days in the week, is I will work four new people every day. What I do, let's just say company ABC on a Monday, I'm going to leave them a voicemail or attempt a phone call, and then I'm going to immediately send them an email. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep the email short. I'm going to keep it very, very specific. The voicemail is going to be short and very specific. I always mention something I've seen in the last 24 hours on their Facebook page or their company website. So Julie's question, does cold call work? It's not that cold calls don't work. I just think you need to establish a pattern of what I refer to as polite persistence. So you need to do voicemails and emails. So if I do something on a Monday to a client, uh, on that Wednesday, I'm going to repeat my process. Maybe on Friday, repeat the process. Every few days, not every day, every few days, I want to create a pattern of polite persistence. Okay, so Julie from Michigan, Ad Sales Nation t-shirt coming your way. So I'll drop you an email and find out what size size you need on that. So thanks so much. Um, I appreciate that. All right, let's go to Andy, and Andy is uh, in Florida. Andy, thanks for the question. And so the question is, my boss is insistent that I use my CRM tool. It seems like double work. What should I do? All right, good question, Andy. Now, Andy, the one thing about the CRM tool process, it's interesting that your name is Andy because one of the guys I work with over at Magazine Manager, his name is Andy as well. Um, The CRM tool process for me is mission critical. I can tell you that I very rarely, um, Andy, run across people that are superstars in the media sales business and they actually don't actively use their CRM tool. So I think it's important for you to understand and grasp that whether you're using a sales force or a magazine manager or whatever it is that your business uses, and there's all kinds of different companies, I have my choices, you might have yours, Most sales superstars in the media business use a CRM tool. I have just observed too many sales superstars that do it, and then I see a lot of folks that are disorganized that don't. Now, what's the main reason that you should use a CRM tool? Well, it's because recently I heard on another podcast that scientists tell us that past the age of 45, you begin to forget 20 to 35% of things that are very important. So I think for me, it's really important for all of you to understand if you're going to be forgetting 20 to 35% of things that are really important, you need some type of reminder. And I think that that's very important to follow up and to understand. Now, maybe you're saying, hey, Ryan, I'm under the age of 45. You're an old man. Okay, I don't really need that CRM to remind me of stuff. I would tell you that for me, we live our lives by random organization. And I know that sounds completely... um, 
backwards, random disorganization. Random, random disorganization or random organization is those people that live their life by the spur of the moment, by the seat of their pants. They also are the same people that allow their inbox to control their day. Your day, uh, day schedule is dictated by your inbox. A CRM tool help bring some, uh, eliminate the randomness. A CRM tool help you compartmentalize your day. Now, keep in mind, it's a garbage in, garbage out scenario, but I have used a CRM tool for years. By nature, I am not highly organized. The CRM tool helps keep me organized, but here's the big thing. Over the course of my career, I've been able to track back $300,000 in business that my CRM tool has reminded me of that I've actually forgotten. And so that's a lot. I mean, that's just a huge number. And I have a pretty good memory so for me, that's a pretty, pretty big number. So anyway, whatever your CRM tool of choice is, um, like I said, uh, one of our sponsors is the magazine manager, or newspaper manager, check them out. Whatever your CRM tool is, um, I really feel, Andy, like you really want to uh, focus in on that and make it something that's vividly, uh, vividly important. All right, let's do one more question before we wrap up our podcast today. Uh, question is from Rex and Rex is in Reading. I'm guessing Redding, California is uh, what I'm thinking there, Rex. Um, by the way, all you people that sent your questions in, I'll email you and get your T-shirt size. I'll send you an Ad Sales Nation uh, T-shirt. So Rex. Uh, Rex question is on presentation tools. Uh, my boss is insisting that we use iPads uh, with PowerPoint presentations for our presentation tools. What are your thoughts, ideas, concerns, or criticisms? Uh, good question, Rex. I'm, you know, I'm a very big technology guy, Rex. I really am. And um, I really love technology. I do think, though, a lot of circumstances dictate us to go old school when we're on sales calls. But let's be clear. There's two different types of sales calls. One that we've asked for and one that we've been invited to. If you've been invited to an office, to an agency or to a company's office to give them a presentation then I would suggest that you do use some type of PowerPoint or Prezi or uh, something like that. I'd also suggest that you print out your slides and give them to your prospect. I also encourage you to keep the presentation short, on point, humorous, and very focused on success stories. Not a lot of stats and figures. Boy, that is daunting and it is boring. So that's a meeting if you've been invited. Let's talk about the majority of meetings, okay, where we've asked uh, for the meeting. My big belief is that you should try to keep your presentation tools pretty simple, pretty old school. I like to have a sheet that explains who our readers or our listeners are. I like that to be very visual with a lot of pictures, a lot of graphics, not a lot of text. So that's about our audience is one of those one sheets in color, eight and a half by 11. Keep it simple. Oh, by the way, I don't use a media kit on my sales calls, in case anybody in the publishing business wondered that. That's my first tool. The second is what I refer to as sort of my media buffet. It's a, a visual 8.5 by 11 piece of paper that explains our offerings. In Without prices, it explains our offerings. So if you do contests, if you do webinars, things like that. Now, whether I'm in person or I'm on the phone with somebody, I send these through on the spot. So if I'm on the phone with somebody... I would say, hey, Rex, uh, thanks so much for giving me time today. Are you in front of your computer? Most people are. I'm like, great. Can I send this to you so we can look at it together? Sure. 
and I send it across via email so I can be sure that he received it and he's opening it up. So I do the About Our Audience sheet, talk about our media offerings. And by the way, this is after after I've shared success stories, after I've asked critical questions, things like that. And then my third sheet then is my proposal, what I'm presenting to them, meaning here's the ideas. Um, Do you want to be uh, present, competitive, dominant in your market? Uh, You've said dominant. Here's some dominant ideas for you. So I'm not real big on presenting via iPad, Rex, because I feel like you're sharing this iPad with other people, other people, so that's kind of gross. Everybody's touching it. I also think that it can be very distracting. I also am very concerned when technology tools don't operate correctly. Now, with all that said, let's just say you've got something really cool you need to show. It's digital and you need to show it. I still would record it and show it as a video on the iPad or my computer. I would not go live to the web. And the reason is because I've been doing this 28 years. Technology will fail you at the point that you need it most. Trust me on that. Technology will fail you at the point you need it the most. And you don't want your technology to fail in front of an advertiser. So I think that's uh, super, uh, super important. So Rex, I hope that uh, hope that helps. Friends, keep your, uh, your viewer, uh, your listener questions rather coming in to Ryan at RyanDorn.com. My last name is D-O. H R N. Well, you notice something? We don't, uh, these podcasts don't last an hour or uh, 90 minutes or something like that. Why? Because I'm busy selling media and you should be too. So that's why we try to keep the Ad Sales Nation podcast pointed uh, to the point and always talking about things that are important to those of us in the advertising sales business. I, I thank you so much uh, for being a part of this. We've got about 9,000 some odd people that listen to the podcast each month and the audience keeps right on growing. So tell all of your other friends in the media business about the Ad Sales uh, Nation podcast. I sure appreciate it. Also, uh, once again, I'd like to thank uh, bluetoadpublishing.com for your support of the podcast, januaryspring.com for your support of the podcast. And of course, I always want to be sure to thank our friends over at metropublisher.com. If you're looking for a great content management system for your website, check out metropublisher.com. And of course, last but definitely not least, our friends over at the CRM provider, magazinemanager.com and the newspapermanager.com for your support of the podcast as well. All right, send in your questions. I want to hear them. I want to see them. Ryan at ryandorn.com. You can find out more about bringing me into your office and training your team over at 360adsales.com, 360adsales.com. And of course, the podcast is always online at iTunes as well as adsalesnation.com. All right, friends, we'll get out there and sell something. Merry Christmas uh, and Happy New Year. Happy holidays to everybody. We hope we'll see you again in the podcast in 2018. All right, friends, remember if ad sales was easy, everybody would be doing it, and they're not. So we're either wacky, which is possible, or we found a career that will feed our families for a lifetime. Take care. God bless. We'll see you out on the streets.